This episode is entitled uh, Rejecting the Nicolaitans. And it's a short episode, but big subject. I only want my listeners to think about the subject, what it means to be a Nicolaitan. Why in the book of Revelation they're hated. And the Lord Jesus Christ is commending them because they hate the Nicolaitans. Something to think about there. I'm going to mention Luther today only because when Luther had his reformation in the church that was created, the Lutheran church on the state model, state church model, he fell right into the, the great error of mingling genuinely born-again saints. Saints were genuinely saved by grace, through faith and not by works, with the general population, which I would argue is the Nicolaitans. It's, the Nicolaitans are people who call themselves Christians, but are no different than the general population in which they live, regardless of what century that you're born into. You're merely a reflection of the culture. You're Christian in name only. And it's amazing to think that even back in the, you know, when John wrote this in 92 AD, somewhere in there, Jesus is speaking to a church that's already quite full of Nicolaitans. People who are Christians in name only and who are a mere reflection of the culture. Uh, this is the lukewarmness that the Lord is talking about. He'd rather have you hot or cold, but this lukewarmness he would spew out of his mouth. This is a form of the Nicolaitans. So, and when it comes to Luther, he didn't invent this, the doctrine of that we are saved by grace through faith, obviously, and not of works. He rediscovered it in a sense, and he presents it to the world, to the Catholic Church, that ever, ever had, had long ago forgotten the most fund, fundamental and vital aspect of what it means to be saved. This most basic fundamental truth was lost in religiosity and liturgy many, many centuries before. The clergy had robbed the laity. Century after century, Christendom slowly drifted away. Each generation, generation losing something from the previous generation until they were totally adrift from the truth. Once they were totally adrift, adrift from the truth, then with every passing century, the errors solidified and grew in strength. Walls like Jericho rose up and stood formidable. Then comes Luther. As he hammered that nail, those, the nail into the door, the whole of Christendom shook. A bloody revolution then ensued as the clergy keepers of error and the status quo, fought with all of their might against this upstart priest of no account who was challenging their religion and their liturgy. I believe a similar revolution would have to take place today in order to rediscover the truths of 1 Corinthians 14 and how we interact in gatherings, the sign gifts and the purpose of edifying the saints and the unsaved and the unlearned have fallen into disuse and have been forgotten. God help this starving and dying generation. If we do not have eyes to see, then we cannot be fed.
The walls of Jericho were rebuilt after the Reformation, brick by brick, stone upon stone, error upon error. We need to rediscover, once again, the fundamental truths of our faith, as it is plainly written in the Scriptures. Who has dared to bypass or take away from the Holy Word of God? Do they not know that they shall be removed from the Book of Life? The walls of religion and the devastating clergy laity divide need to come down. And if they will not, then the saints will need to abandon those strongholds. We need a mass exodus from behind those walls. We need to allow God himself to be a wall of fire around us. Dear saint, you must follow the fire by night and the cloud by day and not the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. You cannot be immersed in the culture of religion, which is a mere reflection of the prevailing culture around us, and serve God at the same time. It's a literal impossibility. God would have all of us, or he would have none of us. He's looking for sold-out saints, saints that will take him at his word, Saints that will be uh, obedient to him. That will obey the word of God implicitly. Whether there's centuries of tradition that would hamper your cause, then it would have to go. The plain reading of the word of God. The plain reading of the word of God caused a reformation over 500 years ago. A similar plain reading of the Word of God, a rediscovery of the Word of God in all its simplicity, and simply putting it into practice, what we read, and scouring away all the barnacles that's attached itself to the, to the underside of the ship that sails until it drags it down, the weight of it, the very weight of it, draws it down into the deep and drowns it. Those barnacles, those errors, those traditions of men are built up over centuries and centuries and something dramatic has to happen. Has to happen individually. Has to happen collectively. Because this Nicolaitan thing that calls itself the church is an abomination. When you gather unequally and you're unequally yoked, with people who are clearly Nicolaitans. And you know the people that I'm talking about. We're talking about people who are professing Christians. We're not talking about uh, the world or the unlearned just coming into a gathering and wondering what this is all about. We're talking about people who have sat in those pews for 10, 20, 50 years. This religion and all its monstrosity and is dragged and is dragging the saints down if they're attached to that. They have to become detached from what is dragging them down. Or they will go down with it. You know, in the book of Revelation, the Lord is laying out it's either this or that. These, this is what I have against you, the Lord says. And if you don't repent, here's what's going to happen. It's worth rereading them yourself.
But the basic, the basic principle here is if you do not repent, then you've removed your lampstand. I don't think it takes a lot of rocket science to figure out what it means to have your lampstand removed, to have the light removed from among you. If you don't have the light of Christ shining in you and among you, what do you have? Darkness? Shades of grey? Shades of Nicolaitans? If you have Ichabod written over the doorpost, isn't that a fundamental tragedy? And a crisis of the age? And it's been a crisis down through the age and every generation and every century has dealt with it. One way or another. One way or another, every century has wrestled with us and dealt with it. And the stunning thing and the beautiful thing is, you know what brings them back? Even if it's just a small group of people, you know what brings them back? It's the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall remain forever. The word never changes. Cultures change. People's attitudes to different things change. But the word of God never changes. It's the anchor of our soul. It keeps us in the... What an anchor does, it keeps you in that position, even though the storm rages. Otherwise, you'll be carried by the tides and by the currents and by the wind and by the waves, unless you're anchored. The Word of God is the anchor. And it's clear that in order to be swept away, you've had to have cut the anchor, cut the anchor lines. And that's what's happened over the centuries. The anchor line's been cut. And uh, what calls itself Christendom has been swept away. And it's vital that we return to the truth. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Thank <laughs> you.